This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is an interesting story. Former producers of The Bachelor, Bachelorette have revealed that they keep track of the female contestants' menstrual cycles. This is a real story. I'm not making this up, so don't get mad at me here. Yeah, they keep keep track of the menstrual cycles, and then they will schedule interviews or, like, big dramatic moments knowing that the women are on their periods hoping to get better reactions for television. Chris Harrison, you devious rat. There's no way that's true. It helped producers because you know you've got someone who's emotional and all you want is emotion. Uh, Maybe one of the producers knew she was in an emotional state. You know what? Now's a better time than ever. You should do it. You should just film now. Do it. So they know. They're looking for that reaction. Hmm. It's not like... It's not like they're ever not emotional, though. I guess maybe it could ramp up, but, you know. Menstruation makes women more open to suggestion. Quote, this is a quote from the uh, former producer. If a girl's feeling the butterflies for a guy already, when she gets into that state, the feelings become more powerful. She's probably more willing to tell the guy that she loves him. Hmm. So if you see the bachelorette crying, uh, chances are the producers have manipulated it by using her cycle. That's that, that's weird. They must they must have um, snooped on her app, her tracking app, yeah, or the moon, right? <laughs> is that how it works? The tide is the tide sure, high? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I grew up. Well, I do know because I grew up in a house with three sisters and a single mom. Yeah. So you can tell. Oh my god, you know, dude! I. What? <laughs> okay, go ahead. You, you can tell when the, you know, I always knew when I should keep my keep to myself. Because, <laughs> and when they're in the house together, like think about on The Bachelor, when you have all those women who are living together, they sync up. That's just science. Mm. So it would be the producers would definitely know eventually, depends how long they got all the girls together, they would know when the best drama-filled day is for filming. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. These reality shows, they're sneaky. Yeah. Well, I know that women don't like when you bring up that kind of stuff. You them. can never assume, never yeah. suggest that you maybe that's say, the problem. You can't say to your wife, oh, why are you so emotional right now? Is it because this is going on? Because you know there's going to be some backlash. So I'm wondering, women, hearing this news that producers are using the Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants' menstrual cycles against them, is that enough for you to stop watching the show? Getting some text messages here. Uh, Listening to two grown men talk about female menstruation is truly hilarious from a female's perspective. Yes, I know, this is... It's a tough subject to broach. This is why I said we need the ladies to start calling in, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not our realm of expertise, but the story is that producers of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette have been um, manipulating women on the show by waiting until they're, they're menstruating to get a better reaction from them when they're filming dramatic scenes. Get them crying, get them yelling, get them to profess love to somebody... This is the story that's out there. Um, Yeah, apparently we're getting some stuff wrong about the deal, Jim. For example, here's Ann. What do you got, Ann? Well, the thing is, uh, they never sync up because usually somebody's on the pill. 
Okay, so well, I'd assume that in the bachelor house, they, a lot of them would be using yeah. the birth control pill, right? Yeah, so they would never sync up because they're on the pill or they're on, you know. Is that how it mm. works? Yeah, if it if it, it it stabilizes, you know exactly how long your your you know your cycle is, and you can. That's why if you get married or something, yeah, you can go okay. I can't get. I'm not getting married on this week or this week in like a year and a half from now because it will land on oh. right. And I want to have some fun on my honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know my wife knew uh, knew when we uh, were trying to conceive. She knew down to the hour almost when I had to do my job. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but uh, are you offended though, Anne, by the fact that the bachelor uh, bachelorette producers were using that as a way to create drama? If they did it, yeah, I'm offended. Okay. Yeah. Will you ever watch the show again? I don't watch it now. At a girl, Anne. <laughs> But go Blake from Hamilton, right? We're still <laughs> yeah, cheering for Blake. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're doing it for Blake. Hi, who's this? Hi, it's Emily. Emily, what are your feelings on this uh, Bachelor menstruation so, scandal? I've, I've never watched The Bachelor, but um, being a woman who menstruates, uh, <laughs> there's no such thing as thinking up cycles. It's a myth. Um, and like they've, they've done studies to debunk it. So Really? So, like, yeah. Okay. Well, because Jim and I, I feel some mornings like when it when it comes to going to the washroom, we're what? in sync. And I don't know if that's just, you know, coincidence or or maybe it's cuz we're both like drinking water or or we eat we eat at the same time, right? Gotcha. All right, so are you offended by this? Um, I mean, I think it's kind of underhanded, but not all women get super emotional that time of the the month. So, yeah. Um you know, I'm not sure how much of it's true or how much of it is, like, women just trying to blame it on them. Uh-huh. Um, some women do get super emotional. I do. But, I mean, I've had lots of friends who don't get at all emotional. If you go, if you agree to go on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, you've kind of already agreed to humiliate yourself on national television. I feel that way, too. Yeah, so it's just, it, it's, it's kind of your own fault that you put yourself in that situation. Yeah, but people shouldn't, like, also abuse that either. That's true. Anyway, have a good one. Thank you. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, I'm calling in about your period stuff. <laughs> oh, the period stuff. Are you super offended? Because no, I'm getting more I'm... uncomfortable the longer this conversation goes on. <laughs> I'm sure you are. But I'm on the fence of being offended or not being offended. Uh-huh. First of all, it's kind of sexist to use Mother Nature against women. Right. But on the other hand, if you're signing up to go on to a reality show... Exactly. You're expected to be dramatic and over the top and everything else. Yes, I agree with that. I I, I still don't believe it. Because reality TV, the clock is ticking. You can't wait a week to interview somebody, you know what I mean? So I just don't... Listen, we've talked to some of these contestants before, Jim, and they've said they are, like, deprived from the outside world. They don't watch them, let them watch the news or read books. Yeah, they just take away their cell phone. That's it. They do whatever they can to create the drama. So I wouldn't be surprised if the opportunity presented itself, they would use... A woman's uh, time of the month against her. Maybe. I, well, Maybe. You, you watch The Bachelorette every week. Why don't we start a new feature on on the show? It's called Jim Guesses If She's Menstruating. <laughs> 
<laughs> you watch an episode of The Who's Bachelorette, and, yeah. and you, you, based on how she's behaving, you guess whether or not uh, she is, uh, she's going through that. Why limit it to The Bachelorette, Taz? Every let's do TV everything. show. WNBA. Let's go, go for wrong? it. No, what could yeah. go wrong? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> October the 21st, 2020. Now, you know that October 21st is International Day of the Nacho. I guess today is Nacho Day. All the nachos you can eat. You brought me a nacho. Yeah, all the nachos you can eat. Get, get some nachos. International Day of the Nacho. Be nacho, nacho man. I am nacho. I got to be a nacho man. <laughs> Yeah, that's another song that was changed forever. Um, you can't hear Macho Man and not think about Homer Simpson with totally. his, his nacho hat on. I didn't even know the original song when I first watched The Simpsons in that episode. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't even uh, know about Macho Man, and I thought the original song was Nacho Man. Donald Trump loves the original. <laughs> He's been Dance dancing ropes. to it, yeah. So good. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I'm the president of the U.S. <laughs> Today is International Day of the Nacho. It was declared back in 1975 in honor of the inventor of the nacho, a Mexican chef. As the story goes, his his nickname was Nacho. That was his nickname. Really? Okay? Nacho Libre. So Nacho is working... Back in 1943, and he's in the kitchen, a group of U.S. Army wives went into a restaurant in Mexico for a meal. The pantry was almost bare. They didn't have a lot of stuff. So this is like, you know what, it's almost payday, and you have to make yourself like cracker salad. (laughs) Yeah, you put whatever's left over. You got nothing in the fridge but crackers, olives, and... A uh, little bit of cheese whiz, maybe. Right. Yeah. This is the same sort of thing. That's basically what he did. The pantry had nothing but tortillas and cheese. So this guy starts freaking out. Nacho decides he's going to heat up the tortillas, break them up, melt some cheese on top, added some jalapeno peppers. Everyone was raving about the meal. They said it was incredible. Hmm. And his creation was named Nacho Especial. (laughs) What does that mean? Special nachos, Oh, I okay. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. Uh, nacho, we could get Juan the Colombian in here to translate, Jim. <laughs> nacho Especial. So it, uh, it was declared National Nacho Day back in 1975. Pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if he gets royalties every time someone orders nachos, <laughs> but just cool to be the chef that comes up with a dish that becomes a staple around the world. I'm a little surprised the OG Nacho Especial didn't have ground beef on it, because really that's, for me, what makes the nacho You like a beef? I'm more of a chicken. Are ya? Yeah, I go with the chicken. Hmm. A little healthier, I guess. You need the uh, the onion. I like the onion on there. The green peppers. Green pepper, get at me. Jalapeno, delicious. Yeah. Are you a uh, grated cheese, or are you like a... uh, uh, squeeze cheese kind of guy. Um, I, I, do you like gu- the guiltily, nacho cheese? Like I like them both, but I'll uh, you know the, the squeeze cheese is disgusting yet salty and great. You it's know, so good. Yeah, it it was scientifically developed, I believe, to go with the nacho. So yeah, they probably can't even call it cheese. Chemically, it's cheese product. <laughs> 
chemically, it's it's the partner of the nacho, right? Yeah. It is also today, October 21st, 2020, very special day if you're a fan of the movie. Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. It is Back to the Future Day. Marty! You've got to come back with me! <laughs> My son and I have seen this movie together probably 20 times, which is, prob- is probably the crowning achievement of me being a father so far. Yeah. Right? That the Grayson trilogy? loves this movie. He loves all three of them. Yeah. And he's been hooked. It was just on TV when he was... Uh, before he even turned two, and he just was captivated with it for some reason. Hmm. Loves Marty McFly in his red vest. The hoverboard he thinks is the coolest thing ever, and he loves the third one with the train. So I got to really watch these movies again. I watched the first one, you know, maybe five, six years ago. I haven't seen this number two ever. Number three, I, number three I saw when I was at, like... A little older than Grace, and I just remember the train scene. Jim, today's the day. You got to get yourself a big plate of nachos and watch <laughs> the Back to the Future trilogy. Oh my God, what a day that would be. Uh, there's a new edition of Back to the Future available now on Amazon if you want to buy it. And there's some bonus features never before seen, like some, I love these, the, the audition footage. Different actors who auditioned for the roles in oh. the movie, but they didn't get the part. Did you know that Ben Stiller auditioned for the role of Marty McFly? Wow. And I wouldn't have thought he'd be old enough. Part. Yeah, no, he, uh, he was a young actor. He hadn't had his big break yet, but he did get the chance to audition to become Marty McFly. So what do your parents like? Are they as square as mine? Lorraine, lately I've come to the conclusion that I don't know anything about my parents. Hey, why are you so nervous? Well, have you ever been like in a situation where, well, you know you have to act a certain way, but, but when you get there, you're not sure you can really go through with it? Like when you're out on a first date with someone? Well, sort of. There it is. Not bad. I love Ben Stiller. I don't feel sorry for him for not getting the role. He did okay. Yeah, yeah. And Michael J. Fox, Canadian. Yeah. Absolute beauty. Well, you can't imagine, even though Eric Stoltz originally got the part of Marty McFly, uh, actor Eric Stoltz, they filmed the majority of the movie with Eric Stoltz before they decided, you know, this guy's not right. Wow. They went back and reshot basically all the Marty McFly parts with Michael J. Fox, while he was filming Family Ties, huh. they they worked around his schedule because they're like, no, the, the guy we need is MJF. <laughs> Michael J. Fox in there. Oh, what a burn to Eric Stoltz. I know. Wouldn't it be great to see all that original footage, like him re-edited back into the movie? That'd be so bizarre. Well, get the bonus features. I've seen some of the footage huh. of, of him in the role, but there's no Marty McFly without Michael J. Fox. Yeah, he, yeah. He makes the movie. They definitely made the right call. And Ben Stiller, yeah, he should be bummed out he didn't get the role. But at least he didn't get it, and then they cut him out of the movie because he wasn't good enough. Yeah. He could have got Stoltz's. I don't even know who Eric Stoltz is. Sorry, bud. You know who Eric Stoltz is. He was in uh, Pulp Fiction, the guy who gives the uh, the adrenaline shot to the heart in Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was Ma- Ro- Rocky Dennis in Mask, the movie Mask. With Jim Carrey? No, the other oh, that's Mask. The Mask. The other mask with uh, Cher. Oh, and the kid. Uh, the who kid looks has, yeah, odd. like elephantitis or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. 
Anyways, also C. Thomas Howell, Billy Zane, John Cryer all mm. auditioned for the role of Marty McFly, and you can see their auditions on this new Ultimate Back to the Future collection, which is available now for Back to the Future Day. You know who must have had some serious blue stones? The New Yorker reporter Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> Who was caught, he, he couldn't control himself during a Zoom call with his colleagues, and he was caught masturbating during the Zoom call. What a creep. He has since been suspended by the New Yorker. He's also a uh, correspondent that appears on the news. He's on CNN from time to time. Mm-hmm. I, I had to look him up when I saw this story break, and I do recognize the guy's face. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, I'm not a Jeffrey Tubin. Super fan, but <laughs> I, I recognize the guy. Yeah. He says, I made an embarrassing, embarrassingly stupid mistake believing I was off camera. You, what? I apologize to my wife, family, friends, and coworkers. So his mistake was not pleasuring himself during a Zoom call. It was not v- muting and making the video unavailable. I believed the video was not visible on Zoom. You're I st- thought no one on Zoom could see me. I thought I had muted the Zoom video. That he doesn't added. make it okay. <laughs> what are you doing? He's just tubing, bud. Just tubing. <laughs> He's just do- <laughs> doing some tubing. That does sound like a euphemism. This too, but I love it when guys with the last names fit their crime, like Anthony Weiner. Yeah, Anthony Weiner and and Jeffrey Tubin <laughs> are the guys who accidentally post their their junk uh, online. Of course they are. Yeah, <laughs> and this is like some of the biggest uh, names over at the New Yorker publication. They were all on this call doing uh, an election simulation, so they were. Uh, trying to uh, practice for election night. Sounds like an erection stimulation, I'd say. It sure does. Hello. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> yeah, an erection stimulation. I mean, an election simulation. <laughs> Jeffrey, you read the memo wrong. Oh, jeez. <laughs> My bad, guys. No, I thought you said... So we're not tubing on this call? I thought we were all going to be tubing. Do you, think <laughs> he, do you think he was lubing and tubing? <laughs> or... Or was he going dry? Uh, maybe it was Jeffrey Grubin. What's Grubin? It's when you pleasure yourself to the scene where Hans Gruber falls off the building and die hard. <laughs> oh, I thought you put on a little Josh Gro- Grobin. <laughs> <laughs> was he tubing while Grobin? <laughs> put a little Josh Grobin on to set the mood in the background. And <laughs> I like, I read some articles here. There's some people defending him. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, here's one from BuzzFeed. Jeffrey Tubin can't be the only person masturbating on work Zoom calls. Well, he should be. Yes, yes. Uh, doesn't make it okay. You know, there's, there's not only one person who robs banks. There's not only one person who murders people. It doesn't make it okay. Yeah, this one's from the Toronto Star, of all places. Horrified by Jeffrey Tubin's penis? Put it away for now. He didn't cover himself in glory or regrettably anything else in that fateful Zoom call, but CNN and his country need him. Do oh they? Oh my God. Do they really? I don't think so. Yeah. You can't have a double standard. This guy, this guy's an idiot. Like, that's that's harassment to the max. So some of the people who are on the call anonymously have spoken to... Um, to media outlets to describe what they saw. And two of them say they clearly saw Jeffrey Tubin masturbating. Um, They were doing a strategy session, 
And uh, the camera moved around a bit. They saw what they saw. Ugh. And then he he dropped the call. He he left the Zoom meeting temporarily, and then he called back in as if, as if nothing had happened. <laughs> hey, guys, somebody broke into my house, and uh, you guys see anything weird? They say it seemed like he was completely unaware that that everyone had just seen him. Oh my god! It, like shockingly, he's only suspended. Like, what does it take to get a guy fired these days? Like, if you got caught doing that at work, which, would you not be fired? This, yes. That's what this is. You're at work. It's the same as if you were doing it in the janitor's closet at the office, right? Especially in the in the Me Too era, especially in media. Like, there not there like a zero tolerance policy for pleasuring yourself? Does you, this guy? He must really love politics. Like what? <laughs> What could you see that would overtake you to the point where you couldn't control yourself and you're like, okay, I need to do this right now. Oh, I love even, these Biden poll numbers. Oh my God, he's leading. Even though he's in the middle of a, a video conference with all of his colleagues, he couldn't wait. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When you're tubing. I really hope Tubin has got to be in the Urban Dictionary by now. Yeah. It's a good one. Tubin is, the definition is masturbating during a work Zoom call. <laughs> Kitchener-Waterloo, we could use a little help here. Just repost it on the Taz and Jim social media pages. A story from our brother station, Dave Rocks in KW. This is crazy, Jim. Yes. Uh, there was a fire at the Sunrise Center Walmart Someone set the TP aisle on fire. That's right. The toilet paper aisle of the one Walmart uh, was set on fire this morning, just a couple hours ago. And then as soon as police and firefighters head over to that location, next thing you know, a different Walmart in Kitchener, that toilet paper aisle gets set on fire. And then a little later in the morning, another toilet paper aisle in a different Walmart. So three Walmart Toilet paper, toilet paper aisles. aisles have been lit on fire this morning. And there's a picture. There's a picture on our Facebook pages. And, I mean, of course, you know, that fire is going to spread quickly. It's the toilet paper and paper towel aisle. The photo, it's a massive blaze already. I'm seeing reports maybe already uh, $12 million worth of damage. Come That's on. just speculative at this point, but... Yeah, well, toilet paper is like gold right now. <laughs> I think it's the whole thing. It's, it's, it's being damaged. I, I I don't know. There's already a shortage. What is this jerk doing? Who? It could be just a crazy person. I know a lot of people are mad at Walmart and Amazon right now because the small businesses are going out of business and then Walmart just keeps making more money. I'm not saying that's what it is, but there's a lot of online hatred. So it's just weird that there's three Walmarts specifically right. targeted. Well, it doesn't sound like a, a spur of the moment decision. It sounds like something that was thought out if they're going Walmart to Walmart. Or is it multiple people? Is it coordinated? I don't know, but it's it's wild. I mean, the photo, it is... It, right. It's crazy. Like an anarchist thing? <laughs> Again, we are completely speculating just because it's such a bizarre situation. Totally speculating. I'm reading the, the comments, too, and they said, this is a strategy that has been used in the past. Not three Walmarts, but where somebody will light a, something on fire in a store and then steal a bunch of stuff as everybody's distracted. Oh, yeah, distraction technique. But, again, three Walmarts? I don't know. I was reading a story about a guy. Uh, he was stealing stuff. Uh, this is kind of a sneaky way to do it. A little... Little aside here, um, he was holding a Kool Aid packet in his hand, and he went to the self checkout, 
and he was swiping, made it look like he was swiping stuff over the scanner, but he was really just swiping the Kool-Aid packet over and over again. Oh, so he put that over the barcode, right. set it in the he thing. He had the Kool-Aid packet in his hand. He'd slide it around the item, and then he'd... So, so everything he bought cost 24 cents, and he was buying, like, electronics and stuff. Wow. His bill was $24, and he got, like, $600 worth of merchandise. Mm. But obviously got caught as well. Yeah, because the, the alarm goes off when you try to leave. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't want to encourage anyone to do anything, but if your choices are setting the toilet paper aisle on fire as a distraction or using the Kool-Aid packet <laughs> technique. Lesser of two evils yeah, here. Yeah, the Kool-Aid packet, okay? It'll be interesting to find out what the heck is going on here. Well, you know there's cameras, Yeah, big, obviously. Big-time surveillance in a store like Walmart. So if it's the same person going in or if it's a bunch of people, I'm looking forward to hearing more about this story and hopefully... Mm-hmm. You know, the, the this is the end of it. Yeah, hopefully like, everybody's safe. As we speak, another toilet paper aisle could be getting lit on fire somewhere in Kitchener-Waterloo. Yeah, shout out to the, the firefighters because they're going to be stretched thin. You know that other towns firefighters are going to be called in to help as well. So right. it's going to be a busy day for first responders. Yeah, a Walmart toilet paper aisle arsonist on the loose in Kitchener-Waterloo. We'll keep you posted if we get any more details on that. We got to get a public service announcement on the air. We've got one of our listeners who says he has a big PSA for everybody. Yeah. Hey, this morning I went into the bathroom to have a shower and I took my phone with me. And as I set it down on the counter, I hit the Facebook live button. Mm -hmm. And so it's recording everything I'm doing in the bathroom. Okay. (laughs) Is this Jeffrey Tubin? (laughs) No. (laughs) So I'm on my way to work and my son phones me and goes, do you know that there's a Facebook Live of you in after no. on your account that's posted? No way. Way. Yeah, it, I had no idea. And what do? What were you doing? Just the normal stuff? Shower? Uh, shave? Well, it, I set the phone on the counter. I see my head in the picture, then halfway up. Mm-hmm. You know, but the worst part is like <laughs> the old man noises, grunting and groaning and creaking and moaning. Okay. Yeah, but but not not going to the washroom, just getting ready to get in the shower. Oh, that's just moving. (laughs) That's just the noise I make when I move. (laughs) God. Bad noises, you know? Well, good. So, So if you are going into the washroom, maybe leave your phone outside of the room, especially if your Facebook is, uh, is able to broadcast live. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's a real good idea. What, was there gratuitous <laughs> nudity? Was there any no, nudity? Just uh, like man boobs up. <laughs> okay. So just waist up. Yeah. 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 Could Thank have been worse. God. You dodged a bullet, my friend. Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have Thank a good you. day, folks. In America, for over a century and a half, generations have loved baseball, experienced heroes, and heartbreak. This game has offered so much from so many. And always, October has meant the world. Two pennant winners step inside the lines to decide one champion. A singular focus dialed in. After all that has occurred in 2020, we arrive here. As a marvelous gentleman once exclaimed, 
In the year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. The Fall Classic endures, and it means as much as ever. The Rays, the Dodgers, the World Series. They do such a great job with those little pieces they put together before uh, the big sporting events, huh? Yeah, I never thought I'd hear Justin Timberlake as the pump-up song in the background, though. And do you recognize the guy speaking? You know whose voice that no. was? Tom Brady. The for baseball? Tom Brady, the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. Uh, I've been talking about how I'm on board with the Rays. I want to see him win. You know, it'd be remarkable to see a Stanley Cup go to Tampa, a World Series in the Bucks. They've got a shot, man, mm-hmm. with, with Brady uh, at the helm. <laughs> Somebody decided to go a little deep on this and, and uh, put together a spreadsheet about Tom Brady and whether or not to determine whether or not he is just a good luck charm. If he's living in your city, are your teams more likely to win? Like, football aside, okay. all your professional sporting teams. And they went deep on this and found that when Tom Brady was growing up in the Bay Area in California from 1977 to 1994, the 49ers drafted Joe Montana, won five Super Bowls. When Brady was living in the Bay Area back then, the Oakland Raiders won a Super Bowl, and the Oakland A's won a World Series. Mm. Pretty impressive. When he was at the University of Michigan from 1995 to 1995, the Detroit, 1995 to 1999, the Detroit Red Wings won three Stanley Cups. Okay. And the Michigan Wolverines, Tom Brady's team, won the national championship. Not much for the Lions or the Tigers, but come on, he's not a miracle worker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and 2001 to 2019, Patriots, six Super Bowls, Red Sox won four World Series, the Celtics won an NBA championship, and the Bruins won a Stanley Cup. Hmm. That's insane. Yeah, and the Red Sox had the, uh, the drought for so long, that, so that's huge, they, they broke that. Is Tom Brady the difference maker? Maybe he is. <laughs> Well, people have too much time on their hands. He definitely wasn't enough good luck last night, unfortunately. The Dodgers ate the Rays three in game one of the World Series. Game two goes down tonight. Where'd they hide it? Yes, we are playing everyone's favorite game about people hiding things. It's called Where'd They Hide It? And Sam is our contestant. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, gentlemen. You ready to go here? Couldn't be more ready. So we've got three different stories about people hiding things. You have to guess where they hit it. Multiple choice. But one of the stories is the Daily Dumper. <laughs> that means the person has hidden the item in their butt region. Okay? Okay. And if you think the story I'm telling you is the Daily Dumper, you got to yell out, Daily Dumper! <laughs> before I give you the multiple choice options. Okay. Ready to go? Yes, sir. First story, Jim, you'll like this one. Roughly 1,000 pounds of marijuana was seized earlier this week at the Blue Water Bridge between Sarnia and Port Huron, Michigan. They were trying to uh, smuggle the weed from Canada into the United States. Question Hmm. is... Where'd they hide it? 1,000 pounds of marijuana. Was it in the back of a garbage truck? Was it in the back of a dump truck? 
or was it in the back of a fire truck? I'm going to go with a dump truck. He's going dump truck, folks. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Ah. It was in the back of a garbage truck in big green garbage bags. They tried to make it look like it was uh, it was just trash. <laughs> I didn't know garbage trucks could cross the border, first off. Well, the driver said he was transporting municipal trash destined for a landfill in Michigan. Truck was pulled over for a secondary search. And, and I hit a skunk on the drive here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Couple skunks. You'd think a garbage truck would be a great way to cover up both the, um, you know, the you couldn't see it and you couldn't smell it either because you could just throw some garbage in there with it. Mm-hmm. Some stinky, stinky garbage, and it might cover up the weed smell. And then at least if the... We're tasting weed, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You got vacuum seal. And then the border guards have to get stinky if you're going to get busted. Right. So, and, yeah. Are these guys really going to want to uh, dig through a garbage truck? Mm. I guarantee they will be doing it from now on. Yeah. Sorry to all the garbage truck drivers who aren't smuggling weed. You're, true. You're in for a real fun time at the border because of uh, this person. <laughs> Don't know of any charges yet, but I'm sure there will be some laid. A thousand pounds. I guess it would be tough to cover up the smell of a thousand pounds. Yeah, I don't know how you'd do it. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Next story here. The crew of a Russian airliner being investigated for being part of a criminal ring that was attempting to smuggle $50 million worth of Apple products out of the U.S. into Russia. Where'd they hide it? You so don't like wanna, pies? You don't want to go daily dumper on that one? <laughs> no, not pies. <laughs> iPads oh, okay. and, and phones. You can't get those in Russia, huh? I don't know. Maybe huh. they're cheaper in the United States, but they were trying to smuggle $50 million worth across the ocean. You don't think they could fit all those iPads in there? <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of rectangles up there. Yeah, that's not comfortable. <laughs> that's a lot of rectangles. <laughs> One rectangle, yeah. maybe two rectangles I could handle. But... Personally, I'm more of a cylinder guy. I like a cone. I like a nice, <laughs> nice He's tapered in, cone. Know? A nice tapered cone. <laughs> Come on, uh, uh, Steve Jobs. You should have. You should have made them all cone shaped. <laughs> what were they smuggling the Apple products in the drink cart, hmm. in their luggage, or taped to the bottom of the wings of the airplane? I actually happened to read that one. It was in the luggage. It was in the luggage. You wow. got it. Brings us to the final story. A Brazilian senator was caught in a police raid and he was hiding cash that he had stolen from the country's COVID-19 response funding. Oh, dirty. Very dirty. Where'd they hide it? What do you think, Sam? Hey! Got it. (laughs) The senator, love this guy's name, Chico Rodriguez. Senator Chico Rodriguez was the target of an investigation. And when they arrested him, they found that he had stuffed a a bunch of rolls of cash down the back of his pants to try and hide it from authorities. Mm. You know, they wear a lot lot of thongs down there. (laughs) That's right. You stuff it in the thong. Good news is they didn't have to worry about any hair being on the money. (laughs) Right? It was in Brazil. Congratulations, Sam. $100 in Lotto 649 tickets coming your way. That's awesome. Thank you. 
Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.